0: Well, God bless you. Welcome to the wonderful Words of Life radio program. We're going to be talking about the strength of faith in this session. So let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get right into the Word of God. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. Uh, Your Word is truth. Your Word is life. Lord, your Word is perfect. Hallelujah. You are perfect. And Father, we know from your Word that you have given to us your perfect will. So, Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, whom you have given to us to guide us and to lead us into all truth. And we work and ask through him that the word of God will be revealed to us and we'll give you praise for it. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Let me ask a question. Where does our strength come from? Talking about physical strength. Where does our physical strength come from? And what does our physical strength rely on? Well, we all know that, you know, our strength comes from our body muscles and uh, our strength. Those body muscles require and rely upon the food we eat or the diet that we're on. If we have a very horrible diet, then we're going to be overweight. We're going to be tired. We're not going to have much energy. But if we eat the right kind of food and we maintain the right kind of diet, uh, we'll not put on a lot of excess weight and we'll have plenty of energy and we'll have plenty of strength to do the things that we need to do and the things that we want to do. You know, Ephesians chapter two, verse eight says, for by grace, Are we saved through faith and that not of ourselves? It is the gift of God. So grace is a gift. But now grace is also the constant in our life. It doesn't increase the more we do, it doesn't decrease the less we do. Grace is grace. It is the measure, the only measure that God has shed abroad and given to the entire human race. So grace never changes doesn't matter how much good you do. That's not going to increase grace. It doesn't matter if you do bad things or ugly things. It's not going to decrease grace on your behalf. Grace is grace. It's God's unmerited favor. His It is his willingness to use his power on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. Think of when you were a sinner, it was the grace of God that enabled you Uh, to get saved. Going back to the passage, by grace, by grace, we are saved through faith. So grace and faith are necessary ingredients if we're going to be born again, if we're going to be saved. So grace is a constant, but now faith is measurable. It's measured to us And faith, once it's been measured to us, needs exercise and it needs the proper diet in order to grow. See, these are realities. Faith is measurable. Notice what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 and 4. He said, For I say, through the grace given unto me, notice that's through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man. Notice that to every man, the measure of faith. So Paul is writing to the Roman church and he's writing to every one of them in the church. And he's telling them that God has given to them every one of them the measure of faith. Now, there are other translations that say instead of the definite article, the indefinite article, a measure of faith. But now, there is a measure dispensed to each and every one who is born again, who receives Christ. After all, God had to give the sinner the faith in order for him to be saved. He can't believe beyond God's measure. Now, notice verses 4 and 5. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. So we see we're all one, we're all the same. Uh, grace has made us all the same. Uh, we've all been given faith, but now what we do with the faith that is measurable wholly depends upon us, our conviction. And our consecration and our desire to go on in the things of God. So once we are saved, faith then becomes part of our new nature. Uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 16 talks about the gospel being the power of God unto salvation. It was God's power that enabled you and I to get saved. Well, once we accept Christ and once we are born again, that power just doesn't go away. That power then is transferred in us. Uh, Faith is transferred in us in the measure of faith. Faith can move mountains. That's exactly what Jesus taught. Uh, to the disciples uh, during Passion Week uh, on Monday and on Tuesday. Now, on Tuesday morning, as Jesus left Bethany, and he was he and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem to teach in the temple, um, the Gospels record this. And in the morning, uh, the Gospel of Mark, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. That, the day previous, Jesus went to that fig tree to get fruit off of it, and it didn't have any, so he said, No man eat fruit of thee from now forever. And so they're passing the fig tree now, and they notice that the fig tree is dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said to them, said to him, Master, Behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said to him, Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. And then Jesus describes what the God kind of faith is. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith or says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. That's why the fig tree was dried up from the roots. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Notice that this is the God kind of faith. And so this faith, when it is exercised, when we believe it, when we believe it with our heart and when we confess it with our mouth. Amen. Now, what are we to believe? Well, we have to believe that the truth of God is in the Bible. In other words, we have to believe that the Bible is the word of God and that it is the truth that speaks to us. But now, if we don't believe that, if we have rationally uh, believed that uh, the Bible may contain the word, but it's not the word, there's a lot of things in the Bible that can't be believed in. If if that is our state of mind, then faith, even though we're Christians now, even though we've been born again, you know, if, if our if our faith in the word of God has been compromised through bad teaching, or just wrong thinking, then uh, faith that is in us will never strengthen, never be strengthened. Because we have to first believe that the Bible is God's revelation of truth. And let me say that again. The Bible is God's revelation of truth. Amen. The world is not the revelation of truth God's word is his revelation of truth. Now, Paul, writing to the Ephesian church, said this. He says, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So if you are if a person is born again, he has Jesus living in him. He has the truth living in him. And it is the truth that Jesus teaches us through the power of the Holy Spirit. But now, if we have been compromised in our thinking and we don't believe that the word of God, that the Bible is the word of God, it may contain the word, but it is not the word of God, then we're not being taught. How can we be taught? Jesus is going to is not going to teach us something that is compromised truth. He teaches only the truth. So we need to listen to him. We need to open up our eyes. We need to open up our Bible and we need to start reading that Bible. And we need to be saying out of our mouth, the Bible is the word of God. And I believe it. So Jesus said this. Now he's now, now John said this rather, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus is the word that's full of grace and truth. And Jesus is the one that has given us the record Amen. The record of his life. Actually, God has given the entire Bible as as a record of truth. The New Testament, the record of his son. John also said this. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what the grace of God is what you and I are saved by. But it is through faith. The same faith that we used Amen. To receive Christ as Savior is the same faith that is in us today. And very familiar verse of Scripture, John 14, 6. Jesus said to them, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. So this is how we get born again. We believe the truth. The truth is in Jesus. And so just like the physical body grows to maturity with proper diet and exercise, so faith will also grow by the same means, through diet and through exercise. The diet is the Word of God, and the exercise is, is taking the Word of God as it is in truth and then uh, acting upon it. Amen. Now, this is what Thomas did not do. And Jesus called Thomas faithless. Notice the two contrasts here between Thomas and between Abraham. John chapter 20, verses 25 through 29. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand in the to his side, I will not believe. And then verse 26, and after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then Jesus came and stood, uh, the door being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Then he said to Thomas, reach hither your finger and behold my hands. And reach hither your hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless. Notice that. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, Lord, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you've seen me, you believe. Blessed are those which have not seen and yet do believe and have believed. So. We call the kind of faith that Thomas had was uh, sense knowledge faith. In other words, it was faith derived from the senses. He only believed what he could see. He only believed what he could hear. He only believed what he could touch. And so when the disciples said, we've seen the Lord, he wouldn't believe it. He says, no, unless I see it with my own eyes, I will not believe it. Well, in eight days... Jesus appeared in the room with the disciples and Thomas was with them. Thomas saw the same thing that the disciples saw. And Jesus walked up to Thomas and said, Thomas, take your finger, thrust it into the holes in my hands and take your hand, thrust it into my side. And don't be faithless now. See, just sense knowledge faith is not faith at all. It's not faith in God. It's not the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith Sees beyond what the physical eye sees. It believes beyond what the physical mind believes. It be, believes beyond what the physical touch tells us. It's a God kind of faith. Now look at Abraham's faith. Uh Romans chapter 4, verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. See, he's looking past the senses. He's not considering the way things are or, or the way things he can see them with his physical eyes. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. If Abraham only would have gone by the deadness of Sarah's womb or the deadness in his own body, he would not be able to believe because of his unbelief. But notice it says in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. How could he do that? He had the word of promise. He had God's word on it. And he believed God. He was, and that, for that reason, he was strong in faith And he was able to give glory to God. And verse 21 says this, and being fully persuaded. That's really what faith in God is. It is fully being fully persuaded that what God said is true and it'll be true for me. Amen. We'll say it that way. I believe God. I believe his word is true and I believe it's true for me. Praise God. I take it as my own possession. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And so Abraham agreed with God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. In other words, Abraham that day was come into a right relationship, a right fellowship, a right standing with God the Father. So faith, we're talking about the God kind of faith. Its diet consists of eating the word of God, digesting, ingesting the word of God. And we do that through meditation. We do that through reading. We do that through uh, speaking the word of God. Uh, It'd be very good for us at times when we're reading to read the word of God out loud because it's building in us faith. Praise God. Building our faith up. Praise the Lord. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you listen to faithful men on the radio that are preaching the word of God and you listen to that word and you hear it again and again and again and again. Hearing and hearing. That means you just don't let it pass through your ear gates. No, you listen to it intently. You hear and hear. You hear and hear. And when we do that, then faith then begins to grow on the inside of us. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then once again, Romans 10, 9 and 10. What does the word of faith say? If, if we shall confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. Notice the heart and the mouth connection there. What we believe we will confess. And that's true whether we're believing the word of God or whether we're not, whatever we believe in our heart is going to come out of our mouth. You know, we're standing around talking to a bunch of Christians and there's one saying this and one saying that. Well, I believe this and I believe that. You know, it really doesn't matter what we say, what we believe. It doesn't matter what we believe. It really matters what the word of God says. And we choose to believe that. Amen. So what does the word of faith say? It says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be healed. If you believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be delivered. It's saying the same thing. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be delivered. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be healed. You will be. That, that lack, that, that issue, that, that uh, lack of supply will be supplied. Faith in our heart confessing out of our mouth. So faith, which is believing. Amen. It's not faith is a noun. It's dormant. No, we act on that. That's the verb, the action word, believing, faith, believing. Confession, also saying. That's the necessary ingredients in order for our faith to grow strong. We have to believe, but we also have to say, too, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my strength. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Therefore, I will say he is my refuge and my strength. Praise God. My God and in him I will trust. And then Paul goes further on down and he says this in Romans ten thirteen and 14. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Confessing with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, believing in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Then he says in verse 14, but how shall they call upon him if they have not heard? That's going down through verse uh, 16. How shall they call upon him if they have not heard? See, we hear the word. We read it with our eyes. We're reading it with our eyes. Amen. We're saying it with our mouth. We hear the word of God. Then we call upon him. Praise God. Amen. See, we have to have something in order for faith to work. And then, of course, you know, Hebrews eleven seven 7 says this. He says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So this is how faith operates. And we can go through the entire Bible from the Old Testament, uh, starting in Genesis, going all the way to the book of Revelation. And this is a law of faith because it works every time. The law of faith and confession. We say what we believe. If we believe we're sick, that's what we're going to say. If, we're, if we believe that we are uh, afraid or, or we have fear, then that's what we're going to say. If, we're, if we believe that we're not going to make it, that's what we're going to say. You know, Job said this, the things that I greatly feared have come upon me. See, there was fear in his heart, and that's what he said And that's exactly the way it is with uh, the entire New Testament. You, you go through the Acts, you go through the epistles, and they all, and every one of them, in, in Acts, the epistles, faith in our heart, and we confess out of our mouth. Well, what are some things that we are to confess? Well, first of all, you know, we already know this, but we'll say it again. You know, a Christian truly believes the word of God. He's going to say it. Amen. We believe that's what Paul wrote to the Corinthians second letter. We believe. Therefore, we speak. We believe. Therefore, we speak. And then, of course, going back to what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt on his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. In that passage of Scripture, the word believe is only used one time. But the word say is used three times. So that gives us an idea how important it is for us to continually and constantly speak of the word of God. Well, that brings us. What are some good things that we can confess that we believe for and that we confess? Well, going back to Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We know that we have salvation because we've done that. We believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and we confess Amen. His Lordship over our life. Well, we can confess that the Lord shall preserve me from all evil. That's found in Psalm 121 7. The Lord shall preserve me from all evil. That's how we possess that. That's how that work begins to work on our behalf. Notice the word of God works for us when we believe it and confess it out of our mouth. We can confess this. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We have the assurance then. Faith gives us the assurance that this word is going to work on our behalf. I mean, it's going to work on our behalf. The word of God is truth. And if we want the word of God to begin to work on our behalf, then we're going to have to believe it and confess it. We can confess this. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. That's found in Psalm twenty-nine, eleven. We can say this again. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the scripture says this. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the God of peace shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Hallelujah. Amen. We, every one of us that are believers, should have peace residing on the inside of us. Matter of fact, we do have peace residing on the inside of us. We came to peace as soon as we got born again. Well, peace didn't leave. We just need to exercise it And how do we exercise the peace of God? Well, first of all, we believe that the peace of God is in us. And secondly, we say it. Amen. Great is my peace. Hallelujah. Amen. We could confess this. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Amen. We'd like our days to be loaded with benefits. Well, they are. We just need to appropriate them by faith. Praise God. And how about this confession? I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, Jesus said these words, but he also said this. You are the light of the world. And we are not to take our light and hide it under a bushel. But we are to take that light, put it up on top on a lampstand where it can be seen of all men. So we can go around saying this, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Therefore, I am the light of the world. If Jesus said, I am the light of the world and I am in Jesus, then therefore, I am the light of the world. So these are all confessions that we can make. But we don't have to stop here. I mean, we can confess every part of the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, that just builds our faith upon the things of God and upon the Word of God. Amen. Well, Father, we bless you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. We trust, Lord, that the Word of God, the entrance of thy Word, and we believe this, Father, the entrance of thy Word gives us light. It gives understanding to the simple. So, Lord, we simply trust in you and in your Word that the things which you have said to us are true and that they are not a lie. And we trust in that, Father. We trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ.